This week on Listen Here Missy, we're joined by Missy.ie writers Serka and Amy, who give us insights into the 2021 Leaving Cert. We discuss the ups and downs of sitting the Leaving Cert during a global pandemic and how we hope that things improve for the class of 2022. We are joined by two of Missy.ie's writers, Amy McLaughlin. It was going to be Amy. I was going to go with McLaughlin and then I just... <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I feel really pressured now. <laughs> Danielle, breathe. It's all good. It's all me. It's fine. It's going to be a very long intro. I'm going to edit Imagine if I was live on radio, I just like would combust as a yeah. person <laughs> and leave the country after my first show. <laughs> um, okay, okay. On today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by two of Missy Daddy's writers, Amy and Sarika, to talk about the leaving cert. The leaving cert show come with a jingle. Imagine if when you're going into your exams, they like play like a little jingle. No, I feel like it needs that like horror movie music. Yeah. When anybody says the leaving search. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Introduce yourselves. Amy, we'll go to you first. <laughs> My name is Amy McLaughlin. I'm 18 years old and I live in Carlo and I have been writing with Missy for just over a year at this stage. And I had the lovely experience of sitting my leaving search this year. And yeah, we're here today to talk about it, which I'm sure we're gonna have lots to say because it was a disaster. Fair enough. Okay, Sarika, your turn. Um, I'm Sorika Kennedy. I'm from Cork and I've been writing with Missy for like a year and a half-ish. And I also sat my leaving cert this year and it was also a disaster for me. Um, (laughs) And I also wrote about it for Missy. So if you want to see my slow but steady nervous breakdown, it's it's all on the website for you to read. Yeah, poor Sarka had to document her whole year in Leaving Cert Diary. So if you want to go back and relive that misery, they live on forever. It just gets it just gets worse. It literally just gets worse. It's like optimistic and and then by the time November comes, it's just chaos. Yeah, it got to the point (laughs) where it got to the point with the Leaving Cert diaries that like I knew they'd be due at the end of the month. And I was like, I can't email her and just be like, is she okay? Like, is she submitting one or not? And I was like, if you submitted them, I'd just be like happy. Like, I just wouldn't even like because I just didn't want to text and be like, are you okay? Because the answer is inevitably going to be no, yeah, the answer I is am no. not okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, in fairness to you, you always had them in, you always had them at, at the end of the month, but it always came to that point where I was like, will I just leave her alone? If she skips yeah. one, I'll just, like, it's grand. Yeah, they were always coming. They were just leaving them to the last minute, especially because I didn't know what was going to be announced when. So I feel yeah. like I had to leave it to the very last minute because I could have written it, and then the next day, Norma Foley could have been on the TV saying something else, and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like I've suddenly seen her on the tv again over the past few days I'm like oh my god I was talking about this with somebody the other day saying every time you see hashtag the leaving search trending on twitter every sixth year in the country goes oh my god what's just happened what did we yeah. miss because every time you see it now it's like oh, oh god what's happened it's awful 
Yeah, it, it's interesting looking at the Leave Insert Diaries because Sophie, um, who's another writer on Missy Daddy, she started it two years ago. So she did the full kind of 2019, 2020 Leave Insert Diary. And for the first six months before the pandemic, I mean, they could have been written during any year, the Leave Insert, because the Leave Insert is just so monotonous and it's the same for like everyone and then suddenly the pandemic hit and it just became chaos like and every month was so different and like you said you wouldn't know what was going to happen from one month to the next and then when like it came time for circuit ride it was just chaos every single month it was just like what's actually going to be going on this month and is the leaving search actually going ahead yeah no, it, it really wasn't. Um, yeah, so I also kind of already touched on loads of different topics there um, already. I think the main takeaway from Leaving Cert this year is chaos. Like, yeah, it just was all over the place. So um, do you two want to chat about your own Leaving Cert experience and how you found the year? And then we'll kind of get into how wrong it all really went. Yeah. But I guess we went back in September and it was kind of like we didn't really know what was happening. It was like we're all going back to school and it's okay to go back to school. They had circulated like around this time last year, the first kind of set of changes to the exams were given. Yeah. So it was like they put more choice on the paper. They cut out half of the straw picture. It was great. We're like, this is the best thing ever. And then we went back to school and it was like that was kind of the first feeling that this year wasn't going to be as everyone had planned because I went in I remember like the first week was fine and you know they start threatening you like it's this many days to your leaving cert and you're like is this actually starting already and then there was like tests and tests and tests and tests why are we getting tested so much and the teachers were like just in case we got these the ominous predicted grades like kind of reared their ugly head again and it was kind of like that really up until the October holidays where we kind of really didn't know what was going to happen for the beginning of the year yeah I definitely had a similar experience like we went back and teachers were just giving us like endless amounts of tests for seemingly no reason at the time and then you'd ask them do you think we're going to get predicted grades and they're like no 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 it's just just in case on the off chance we don't want to give you predicted grades but we're just going to give you five tests a week (laughs) just in case case it happens like I remember like having like four in like in every subject we were like what is going on yeah like stuff I'm, that we had done online that we didn't actually know it yeah was like, that was yeah, the you're worst. A test on that this week it was all stuff from like april may like of the year before fifth year so that was all stuff that i barely knew at all because at that point i was just trying to get out of bed in the morning to sit two feet away on my desk like i was i had no idea yeah. what was going on um and like half those tests we did in that first few months back to school i don't even think they were used for our predicted grades in the end I yeah, think it was all we were, really weird. It was just unnecessary stress. Like, that was horrendous. And then we had Christmas exams in November, like a couple yeah. of weeks after um, October, they gave us our Christmas exams. And they were all kind of funny because at that point, we still weren't allowed to gather as a year group in school. So the way yeah. that it works in your school, your school classrooms are all like measured for capacity. So you could have 28 in some classrooms and like, 13 in another classroom depending on what kind of like size your building is like my school building there's an old building and a new building and like some of the classrooms are tiny and some of them are big so we were sitting like a really broken up exam timetable and having classes in the middle and everybody was just absolutely all over the place and at that point like restaurants had reopened 
uh, cinemas were back open, leisure centres were back open. So the cases were kind of slowly starting to rise just before Christmas. And that's when the rumours kind of started, oh, will we come back to school in January or not? And that was kind of like the start of, oh, maybe we are going to go back to online school again. Yeah. And like even we, our school told us that we weren't having Christmas exams because they couldn't like facilitate exam centres or that kind of environment because Mm -hmm. normally like we would sit the the Christmas exams, the whole school would sit them together and you might be sitting next to a second year or a third year um, during your exam. So because of that, they were like, oh, you're not having Christmas exams. But we still had Christmas exams. It was just in the middle of normal classes, which was so much worse. It was the worst experience because you had like English essays due for homework. And then you were trying to cram the the business course in for a test the next day at the same time. And you're sitting there going, I have to go in and sit a maths paper. And then like you had geography next. Yeah. Like you were just going going on. Like three tests a day. Sometimes it was insane. And it was there was no need for us to even do that. Um, and it wasn't even a proper test environment so you weren't even getting practice for the real thing yeah. we like they were only like an hour long 40 yeah, minutes exactly. depending 40 minutes for like a class so that made no sense and then we still didn't know that half the course for most subjects was going to like be gone so we were still doing stuff that like, you won't even need in the end and you were was... hearing this oh you're not going to have the course finished in time oh yeah and there was teachers like sending home there was booklets coming home for Christmas homework that was like they were like this big they were huge like hundreds of pages long we were going oh my god I ended up having to self-isolate before Christmas so like I had no stuff with me like we all just kind of got sent home because one of my friends unfortunately had COVID and we all got sent home and then the teachers then I was hearing from the girls in school the teachers are sending home all of these booklets and because they don't think we're going to be they don't think we're going to be back yeah oh my god like what is going on and then we heard nothing over the Christmas holidays yeah and then it was like yeah and then we were going back we were going back and And then 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 we had like they said okay you're not going to go back till the Monday we were all meant to go back on the Thursday which was like the seventh I think and then they came out and said okay you're not coming back for the first two days but the exam years the third and sixth years will return to school on Monday and there was this massive big press conference and we were all sitting there going oh god so we're going to go back and we had all kind of settled with the idea that we are going to go back to school and then about 20 minutes after the press conference everybody's phones start going that the ASTI which is one of the students the teachers unions went no the teachers aren't allowed to go back to work we're not going to let them go back to work and then about 20 minutes after that they all came back out again and said okay no one's going back to school yeah. And this is that was the beginning of this massive confusion of nobody has a clue what's going on. I remember going back onto the first day of school and we were like, so what's going on? We're meant to have mocks in six weeks. You know, what's the crack with orals, our projects, our practicals? And the teachers were all like, we don't know. Yeah. And it and was like, like, this is mad. that. I think that was the biggest issue this year was just no one made a concrete decision. A concrete decision should have been made in November or December. Yeah. Like I was like 17 years old and I could see that COVID wasn't going away. Like it wasn't going to get better by the time of the exams from October, November. That was clear that something needed to be done. And the fact that a concrete decision wasn't made until like late April is just so insane to me. I, like, I don't there want was to no like it. foresight of going, yeah. we could have to shut again. Yeah. What's it's the like, plan? Like you said, like decisions were made within 20 minutes 
and then a new decision would be made 20 minutes later because they didn't think about like consequences of what they were saying like and that was just the biggest issue then we were online for like six weeks for like january and then february and then february midterm came and it was like we might be back but we don't know and at that stage i was meant to sit my mocks the first two weeks in february and there was a big thing in the news of like are the government going to cancel the mocks mocks are actually up to the individual schools yeah so our school made the decision after a lot of back and forth that mocks the decisions on mocks would be made once we went back to school yeah whereas ours were just straight up cancelled like while we were online they just said we weren't doing them which was great because that was probably like a bit of a relief because you knew yeah yeah and it was a relief but it was also like because at that time we still didn't know if we were sitting exams or not Mm -hmm. and I think for me I was like I would have rathered if they'd said maybe we'll do the mocks in March or April but they were just like actually at this point we haven't sat a two-hour exam in a year yeah, fifth year Christmas was like the last exam was the last I time sat we before sent. my leaving cert, like my actual leaving cert, the last time I was in an exam hall was fifth year Christmas. It's so like ridiculous. I was a bit like, oh, do I want the mocks to be cancelled? But then at the same time, I was like, I don't want to be going back to school. And the first thing I do is two weeks of mocks. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. February midterm, they came out with this, we're go- you get to choose this thing of everyone gets to choose. And we were like, what does this mean? I think it was like the 16th or 17th of February, there was this press conference and they said, okay, you get to choose between sitting all of your exams or taking a choice of accredited grades. We had now, it was a new word. There's a new word every week in the Leaving Cert story, (laughs) accredited grades. We've never heard this word before. We don't know what it means. And there was no information. All we heard was you get a choice of one or the other or a mix of both. On to online school the week after midterm. Miss, what does accredited grades mean? And the teachers are like, don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's in them. Like no one had a clue. And bearing in mind that when the predicted grades happened last year, students weren't allowed to speak with their teachers about it. Because you could be, was it it canvassing was the word they used? Yeah. We weren't allowed to canvass our teachers. So then we spent like two more weeks online, maybe three. And we went back on the 8th of March to a whole new system of school entirely yeah Sorka did you have many exams for like the accredited grade process I had so many it was not funny like because the government was like oh max of three assessments and all my teachers took that as three assessments yes where I was like I was like we've been doing non-stop tests in September and you still think we need three assessments in each subject the like, teachers didn't want three. to give the grades because like it's you no. have to bear in mind like when the schooling system in Ireland teachers have absolutely no bearing on our leaving cert results in a normal year like they have no they teach us and they send us into an exam and somebody else decides what we get and yeah. on the day it's up to us where for the teachers they now make the decision as to whether students and some students they've known for six years get into college or not and that's a lot like the teachers unions were really against it. They really didn't want like they and every excuse was brought up. The teachers didn't have enough information. They didn't know us well enough. They hadn't seen enough of our work because we haven't been in school, which I kind of was like, now you're just making excuses for the sake of making yeah. excuses because we all know we, we were all tested. We all did exams at Christmas time. We all did assessments last summer and they all have to be balanced. You have to think, well, if you're doing a test at home, 
yeah you know that's balanced slightly differently to a test in school you yeah. know because online online school was very very different to to in school yeah and it was all these different excuses and they said right you can have a max of three assessments in each test between it was like the 15th the 8th of march and the 14th of may which was like an eight week period with the two weeks of easter holidays in the middle i have never in any subject been given three tests over an eight-week period yeah like, I was like I, this is mad I sit I would did eight subjects well even said I did past German so I did seven higher level subjects so I did 24 assessments in a six-week period because of the two weeks at Easter like that's so insane when you put it that way that you I like we had to do 24 assessments yeah and like, like we all thought we were like okay so it's like in math you finish like let's say statistics and you do a test on statistics <laughs> what it actually turned out to be was mini three mini leaving certs so like I did maths paper one maths paper two and then I think we did like one of the biggest sections as an exam on its own yeah for English we did a paper one exam we did poetry and comparative for Irish we did a story a like we did a section from each like so it wasn't even you could cut stuff out it was everything. everything and then you were having like seven exams a week and that was your leaving cert yeah for some people but but like it but then it wasn't your leaving cert so like that was my issue as well is that we had to do all these assessments and I sat six of the exams I sat the six that I knew I was going to use for my points but my assessments went up until the very last day of school I still Mm -hmm. had an assessment so I was studying for these assessments not for my leaving cert so that was my issue that I was going but I'm sitting these exams like I don't care what my predicted grade is because I'm sitting the exam and I would have much rather just have like the breathing room to be able to actually study for the real exam and not like assessments that and there's a couple of things you have to keep in mind with the accredited grades the first thing is that we could not discuss our grades with our teacher yeah so you knew nothing about your grade when you like some teachers when they gave you back your assessments you didn't get a grade on it it depends on the teacher depends on the department in within your school and depends on the school the second thing is that because you couldn't talk to your teacher, you had no idea where you were at. Yeah. So you're kind of doing these tests over eight weeks at a time when you would have normally been doing your mocks. And that's kind of the important period. It's March, April, you know, you need to pull your socks up on this section of maths or you're doing really, really good in this section of English. And then finally, within that period, we also did our orals, our practicals and our projects. So like anybody, while it's all going on together, like it made no doing sense. Everything, like our politics project. I remember doing that, and then oh it was yeah, like, they were like, oh yeah. So it's actually due in two weeks' time, and that kept changing. They kept changing the politics project all the time. There's always changes happening to that, and, and I was, it like, was so going in online. But oh my god! You yeah. also had to you had to type it, and then it had to be printed out and submitted online. Yeah, and then I and we had to do that as well. I had to give it into the school as well, like a hard copy of it. So weird! It was just so weird. And then after the fourteenth of May, we went back in, and then the teachers went, "Oh, actually, you're not doing well in this section." Yeah, even though for the last eight weeks they've been just saying it's fine, you're doing fine. Yeah, they couldn't tell you anything. And then there was this massive panic going, "Oh my god, I'm actually doing really badly." Yeah, and, and you even I didn't realize even month yeah. then the exam to fix it. Like it was like just... in a snapshot, that was what the leaving cert was like. 
Tired just listening. Yeah, like, 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 when you say it like that, we're still here. By the way, we're just like letting them rant. But I'm actually so shocked listening yeah. to some of this. Yeah. I'm frustrated and I'm, I just feel the, tired. I, yeah. The I, eight week period of the accredited grades was probably the worst part. I was more stressed during that period than I was during the actual exams. Like yeah. I was having, like I was having crying every night. And the all thing, my friends the thing were that was stressed. so difficult was like you were sitting there, and I remember there's one of my teachers, and they were constantly like girls it doesn't matter what happens with this accredited grade because you're obviously all going to sit the final exam obviously like obviously because everyone the thing was that the accredited grades were a it was like the safety option yeah it was only an option where or like it was like a safe it was like a safety net I think was what Norma Foley kept saying it's all a safety net where we were given a choice you do one or the other or you do a mix of both and I remember then when the actual exams happened, feeling more pressure because I didn't know what was going to happen with my accredited grades. The way yeah. they work is your teacher picks a grade and then they sit down with all the other teachers in that department and they have to like rank everyone. Yeah. So it's your ranking your that matters more than the grades. Yeah. Because you can't have someone on. So like you have someone on you've two students on 89% in a biology class, let's say one of them has to be on 89.7 and the next one has to be on 89.8. And they can rank you. Well, I know one of our teachers told us this, they can rank you to the 0.01. Yeah. So it can be like, so like one person could be like 89, the other person could be 89.0.1 and like all that. When you hear people talking about being downgraded in an exam, that's what they mean. Because if they go, okay, that teacher has way too many H2s in that class. Who's on the, the very lowest, bottom? So that person could be getting H2. like 84%. And that, that's a solid H2, like. That's a H2. And next thing they're getting a H3. Just because they're the lowest ranked ones, it doesn't matter even what grades they're given. It's where they are in their ranking. So the whole thing was like this really weird, messy. And the worst part about it was, no one knew what the rules were no. so you were talking to a friend in another school like Sorka is the only other person that I have met who did 21 or you did 24 because you did eight sub or you did eight subjects yeah. I feel really bad complaining about my seven now because you did eight <laughs> the only other person I've met who did three exams in every subject like the school up the road from my school only they only had maybe 11 or 12 because yeah. the teacher went okay let's say an English teacher went I haven't really tested them in this section and I need that to base my grade and then it was this thing of they've three exam they've three exams some teachers were using them as indicators some teachers were using them as the foundation of your grade and then some teachers were like I've been told by the school I have to do them I don't really want to give them to you I've kind of already decided what your grade is yeah it was all it was, was all like, different. what's going on it was all different it all depended on the school it depended on the teacher some teachers were doing them exa- as you said like I teachers who were using it as these three exams are going to be averaged and whatever the average is that's your grade other teachers were like oh well the principal told us we have to do three so I'm doing three but I know what you're all getting like it yeah. just and then you're was... in the middle of a week of seven exams and I'll take me for example I did accounting I was so bad at accounting. Like, I mean, I was so bad at accounting. I'm not going to be an accountant. I'm crap at it. And I had a week of seven exams and I had an accounting exam in the middle of it. It was a Thursday or a Friday. 
and you've already done five exams. You still have another exam to do in the afternoon and you're wrecked. You're just done. You're spent. There's nothing else coming out. And you're going, if I feck up this one exam and my teacher is using that as the foundation of my grade, that's my grade shot then. Yeah. Because if let's say you fail it or you get like something way, way, way below where you're meant to be, that drags your average completely down. Yeah. And then like that's that you had everything going through your head. And I'm then like, like I was very lucky. I didn't sit orals. Then you had girls oh, yeah. panicking over their orals at the same time, like Irish, because of the way the Irish exam was changed when they like cut the courses. The Irish oral was like 45 percent. Yeah. It was worth so much. And then it was your teacher doing the oral. And like, I love my Irish teacher, but like, it was just the strangest experience with like sitting in your official oral. And it's just like your Irish teacher has been teaching you for six years. And like, I know she was under so much pressure as well because she's worried, is she asking the right questions? She doesn't want to be like unfair to students. Like, and I couldn't imagine like being a teacher in that situation because you know, the weaker students in the class and you're trying to then stop yourself from like helping those students Mm. I don't know like if I was a teacher and I had someone in the class who I knew was trying really hard but like wasn't as good as someone else your instinct would be to like maybe ask them kind of easier questions or questions you know and and the one thing that ruined it for me was like the the unions were like the teachers have to separate themselves from the students entirely like it's so when you're in sixth year especially you make a great bond with your teachers yeah. because you're young adults, you know, you, you've got exciting things going on in your life and you'd be sitting in class and you're working away and you, you, they know you and you know them. They're the people you go to when you're having trouble at home, when you're having trouble with another person in your class. They're the teachers who you pass them on the corridor and you're literally on the verge of tears. And they're the people who stop and go, are you okay? Do you need help? Can I do something for you? Like they see you more time over the six years than sometimes than your parents do you're there studying you spend hours with them during a week you may they may be your hockey coach your rugby coach your drama teacher in school and all this kind of stuff they can't they know what we want they know where we want to go they know how many points we want and then they have to sit in an oral and they have to sit there and go what am I going to do because they want the best for us but they also have to be completely clinical and, yeah. and separate which, like, themselves from the which students. being clinical like goes against the nature of a teacher I feel like teachers yeah. are are like just prone to being like kind and understanding and they want to help you and allow you to do the best that you can be and I like it's just going to be it's it's impossible for them to it's have been completely impossible. unbiased like they know who wants medicine they know who needs the h1 and I I don't understand how anyone would think it's impossible for that to play into anyone's decisions yeah. and I would never blame a teacher for that because it's just human like they could never have just been robots and sit there and, and that like, was the one thing that I felt so I, I and people people attacked the teachers in the media yeah the teachers, thought, teachers. Like, thought we thought the student like back in January students got a bad rap for saying yeah this is what we want and we deserve to have our voices heard when we went back I felt so bad for the teachers yeah. and look the thing is is that some it's like in every job some people are amazing at their job and some people aren't there are some teachers who are out of this world unbelievable and there's some teachers who just aren't and that's the way that it is but when it came to online school especially just in January just gone we all knew what the story was we all knew how it worked and the teachers put their effort into everyone 
they tried their best. Not everyone got it right. You can't expect people to get it right all of the time. And for then for people in the media who don't who don't have a sixth year, yeah, don't have a sixth year in their home, aren't teachers, aren't SNAs, aren't principals, to say that the teachers they're not working hard enough, they don't want to go into work. Um, just because the unions are pulling them out. The unions and the teachers are very different. And yeah. then to say they shouldn't have an issue with grading their students. They, sh- they should just be able to do it. It's very different looking on the outside to what it was actually like. I think that was the biggest issue with the Leaving Cert. There, there's two things that are like sticking out. One is the last thing you just said about the teachers. And I think that that was a really important point to make because I do think the teachers kind of got forgotten about during this process I think think the students really got forgotten about as well but also I do think like the teachers as well and how the teachers didn't know what was going on and the teachers were just trying to do their best for their students and just the lack of communication the whole way down like thank your teachers and tell them what amazing people they are because we weren't allowed to do that yeah there was a big they might, like, they might give yeah. you an h1 if you say thanks like, for can you can nice you teacher. thank like and it was this thing of like can you thank your year head at yeah. your graduation because they could be teaching girls in your year yeah. it was like this whole thing because this canvassing was still going on and it we was didn't so really know random what was like happening. that canvassing thing i'm like i'm sorry like who was emailing their teacher me and like oh sneaky h1 like, i might i might you know oh, bring in a bunch of flowers for my teacher today to see what she give me and you're like this is just not happening and it was brought up so much like oh, yeah. every press like, you couldn't, conference if you said the word accredited grades to a teacher it was like no blinkers went up no you can't talk to us about this no not happening it's like mad it's very political isn't it yeah Sorry. like just, just listening to yeah. it all is just like so mad but like just the thing that I just keep thinking about is that throughout this whole process I just really think that like the students and like you all as people like actual people was completely forgotten about like I just don't know how yeah. you got through the it was year. a weird it was a very weird one when like I remember hearing the first leaving cert on the radio and you know sometimes you'd hear like especially the day after the first exams you know it's on the news and it's on the radio and there'll be one RTE will pick one school in the country and they'll go and stand outside after the exam and ask people how it went. Like that kind of stuff happens. But then suddenly it was like drive time, like these massive shows had students on them and actually wanted to hear what they'd say. And they were up debating teachers and union heads and stuff like that going, how is it? And then I like the stuff of like saying, oh, they just have to get on with it. It's yeah. the, And there is to a certain extent where, some people milked it till the cows came home of like this is the end of the world we can't sit the leaving cert anymore the whole thing should be cancelled where and then there was some people who were saying no this is actually really difficult and it's a completely different situation to another leaving cert because we all know like our parents and our grandparents they walked to school in their bare feet and you know they were whipped going to school because the leaving <laughs> back in their day the leaving cert was so much harder yeah, well, like, it's all easy we wanted now. to know was what was going on and what was great in this sense was that the media anyway students were heard properly yeah. whether the government listened or not is a different story but at least we were getting story. a bit of airtime, like while we were at it but I yeah. felt like to the government we were just like 
a group shouting it was like gnomes they're like the students but it's like we are people we, we are sixty-one thousand people like there were 61,000 people who actually had to sit the leaving cert and actually had to go through all of this and I feel like we were just talked about like as objects that it's just like oh we're gonna do this this and this but it's like you actually have people that are gonna do that like that's mm-hmm. what whenever the government and this whole thing of stuff. like changing on the dime like we were talking about earlier like yeah. every 20 minutes it was different like that was really hard because yeah. you were sitting there going I actually don't know I didn't understand what they said yesterday now they're yeah. saying something different today and I'm still really trying to figure out what that press conference two weeks ago was about yeah and it's like nobody uh-oh, has a clue oh Norma Foley's going on the tv again tonight at nine o'clock what's happening now and like, everyone every gathers time. around the telly are you watching the press conference yeah and it's like uh-oh Every time my mom would like message me like, oh, Norma Foley's going on the TV again. And I was like, she's on two days ago. Like, what? what's happening now? Yeah. And then you have things like, then departments just shut down. Like the Department of Education stopped answering emails. They stopped answering phone calls. Norma Foley refused to go on the radio. And it's not, and we say Norma Foley. She's the face of the Department yeah. of Education. I would not want that woman's job. I feel so sorry for her. Yeah. Like that's it's, so hard. It was, but there was bad nothing. timing like, but... And then you have students going, what's going on? And the teachers, their own teachers can't answer it. The teachers are asking principals. Principals are asking their contacts in the department. And nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, like our poor music teacher, she she rang the Department of Education probably once a day for a good six weeks, trying to figure out if we were going to have a practical or not. And every time she'd ring, they were like, I can't tell you anything. She's like, okay, that's fine. I'll ring again tomorrow. And she rang ring every again single tomorrow. day, yeah. like nonstop. And every day she'd be like, oh, I got through to someone different today, but I didn't really get anywhere with them. And like, like no one knew. And like the people she was ringing in the department were like senior people and they didn't know. And, yeah. they, they and that's why this year with the fifth or the fifth and sixth year the, definitely the sixth year is going in this year I think what they need to take from that is there needs to be an emergency plan yeah that's what I think should have happened this time last year was somebody should have sat down and gone okay there is a very good chance that in October in December in January or in May right before the exams that this whole thing is just going to fall apart and they're not going to be able to sit the exams or at least they're not going to be able to sit the exams that we want them to sit. And there should have been a plan A and a plan B. And that wasn't done. And I hope for the sixth year's sakes this year, they had a much better level of online education than we did in fifth year. Because people, you understood what Teams was. We knew how to work email. We knew how to work Zoom. They knew how to teach us online. Hopefully now with all that, it's awful to say that we were a learning curve. That 61,000 people's future was a learning curve for a department within the government. But that's what it was. And we have to look at it like that. They've learned they need to learn from their mistakes now so that another 61 or 62,000 students aren't left going. Our Leaving Cert is a disaster as well. And for the third year in a row, the Leaving Cert is another big debate across the country. Yeah, like it just it needs to be sorted now for this year's six years because like I'd hate for them to be in our position again especially because it is your future like the CAO didn't change like the CAO was still the CAO it's still the same way it was it didn't change with the exams it didn't change with predicted grades it's still the same way it was like people's futures are 100% on the line and that's like they shouldn't be but also the other thing like as we're talking 
I mean, from Missy and from talking to the two of you all year, like I kind of would have thought I had a good grasp on what was going on, but listening to the two of you, I'm just actually so shocked. Like it's just yeah, there was it was a lot. And when people were like, I loved the whole, I'm sure Sork has had this argument with so many people. You guys had it so easy. You got to choose. Yeah. You've had it so and I was like, You didn't you actually, have to do the exams. You didn't have you to You had do a them. choice not to sit them. There was like, no there's no there was no choice. I can promise you that there was really no choice. Like the government wanted people to sit the exams and they I genuinely think on purpose they made it so that you, you felt like yeah. you felt like you had to do it. Like personally, I knew that I was going to have to sit my six exams because I knew there's a big chance of being downgraded. I knew that that we had no idea. And it how was all a, it was a risk game. Yeah, it was literally like how much are gambling. you going to put your future on yeah. somebody who has been teaching you for two years? Do you trust yeah. them? And then. What happens with the accredited grades is your teacher chooses a grade and then it's aligned by the school and then it goes into a national standardization pro- process where it just gets thrown to the wind. Where it's like, you have a H1, you have a H1. No, you can't have a H1. And it's like nobody knows what's going on. So, so I sat four exams. Okay. Of seven, which was people were like, you're mad. I can't. I can't believe that. I didn't sit maths and I didn't sit my languages. I didn't sit maths and I didn't sit German. They were my ones I was not doing. Did either of you know anyone who didn't do any of the exams? So they just took the full accredited grades. It was a load of girls in my year did that. Okay. Anybody who was doing anything that required really, really low points, who knew they would be guaranteed to get their place, said, nah, I'm not bothered. And they finished on the 14th of May. Yeah, and they were done. Because you didn't have to come to school for your non-exam, the subjects you weren't sitting after that. Yeah. And they were just done. And they were delighted. And like, they they were so like, not stressed about it. Wish that could have been me. Like, I don't need the points. And I wish I was one of those people who was like, I don't need them. It just doesn't matter to me. Whereas I'm like, no, I need the points. Just for for myself. The majority of people seemed to sit between five and four or five and then or all of them. Like, I know a couple of people who didn't sit any, but I think generally, I think people sat kind of four to, to six, kind of ish. Depending. Depending. A lot on of the students like Sorka who sat eight subjects sat between six and seven, like, didn't sit their, let's say, their yeah. past subject. And then anybody who was doing a mix of both, like what I did, I sat my three best subjects. I sat history, politics, and I say they're my best subjects, but like we find out <laughs> next week, knock on every piece of wood. But I sat the subjects that I knew, okay, I'm going to get a solid enough predicted grade. Hopefully this was the mindset back then. If I can sit the exam and the paper's nice, that's just giving me another opportunity to get yeah. the higher grade. And then I sat my worst subject as well, which surprise, surprise was counting just in case my ranking was crap and I got way downgraded yeah to what I wanted like with the reason I sat six was because like not you know to toot my own horn but they were I was going to get higher grades in those subjects and I just wanted to make sure that I was going to hold on to that grade because I'm so bad at maths I did higher level maths but I'm so bad at it and I'll probably get like a h5 but there's not really much chance of getting downgraded from an H5. 
might even get upgraded. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> whatever happens. So I was like, okay, it's I'm all for the extra there. 25 points. Yeah, exactly. The only reason. So I was like, I probably won't get downgraded for that. But if you're getting a H1 or a H2 in a subject, like there is kind of a stronger chance then that you're going to get downgraded. So that's yeah. why I sat six. But saying I sat the six, by the time I got to music, economics, and politics, my God, well you were like, you there. had a massive break in the middle. Yeah, I had business yeah. and I had a week and then I had music, economics and yeah. politics. I well, I was like dead by the middle of the exam period. I had yeah. one exam a week for four weeks on a Wednesday. So yeah. I did like English paper one and English paper two, which was fine. And then I had history, I think, the week after. And by the Monday before history, I was gone star crazy. Because there was people done. finishing. Yeah, like, there was, was people me. done before I had even sat my second exam. And yeah. I was gone. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick of the leaving cert. I still had three weeks to go. And then yeah. you are really smart, like me and Sorka, and you pick an exam subject that's on the last day. The best idea. The, the best, best idea, idea ever. Oh my God. Even worse for the people who sat leaving cert P and their exam was at like two o'clock on the last Yeah, at least ours is the morning, but there's people who were done like that evening. It was horrendous. But like, yeah. I might as well have not sat those last two exams. I did, like, I was so done at that point. I didn't study at all for politics. I did a bit for music because I don't know what predicted grade I'll get in that. Like, I have no idea where that's going to go. And But for economics and politics, I might as well have not even sat it because it's hard when you have friends that have been done for four weeks and it's sunny and you're just yeah. there and, like, people are just living their best lives. Everything was starting to open. People and you were see, it was so dining. hard because we were told, please don't go anywhere. Yeah. Please don't go see anybody. Don't mix with other people in your year group. Don't be going for lunch. Don't be going out. Like, I remember going mad. I think it was between my history and my accounting exam because there was people who, like me, had a massive gap in their exams, who still had exams to sit who were out, who were seeing yeah. people. And I was like, I, I felt really bad because I have a younger sister who's 16 who has wasn't allowed to go anywhere in case she brought something home yeah. and I got sick. Because if the rules were very funny, if there's a close contact in your house or a case of COVID in your house, you obviously can't go in and sit your leaving cert. Yeah. So everybody in your family is like cooped up and then you're going, I really just want to go. I want to go and see my friend. I want to go and see my granny. I want to leave the house basically. And we just couldn't do any of that. And you're going, I'm really going to sit down now and learn about Karl Marx for yeah. politics. And, this and it was like 30 miserable. and it was like 30 degrees outside, like sunny. And, and like people are done. So there's people who are having fun. And then I was there until the very last day of my politics, just trying not to die in my room like it was just the worst <laughs> it was literally the worst and like it couldn't have it couldn't have gotten worse and then like it was kind of lonely as well doing the exams yeah. I don't know what way it was for you but we were in rooms of 10 um but like for politics I was by myself so there was me and yeah. another girl in the school two people sat it in my school so I was by myself and my examiner who was very nice but it was a bit weird, like you're just there with the examiner. It's just you I had me. a really funny experience. I was actually sitting in the exact same seat where I sat my entrance exam. Oh my God. I was in the very <laughs> same place. Like and the girl <laughs> who was in yeah. front of me and the girl behind me was sat now. They were much further away than they were the <laughs> yeah. day I sat my entrance exam. But I remember walking into the room being like, 
oh my god this is so weird I had the same examiner for junior cert that I had for my leading cert yeah we walked into the room and I was like we were like oh my god we had you for junior cert and it was so funny he was so cute but yeah that was just like another random moment the first day it was like English paper English paper one and English paper two loads of people sat English yeah and then after that there was like two people in the room three yeah. people in the room it just no there was then. nobody I was on my own for accounting and it rained for the whole exam and I remember opening the paper and just being like I'm going to cry I'm yeah. actually just gonna sit here and bawl my eyes out it's sad when it's just you and there's like no yeah. one to like after the like exam, the examiner right? could get up and just head for a walk and you would see my, my examiner did that during um politics <laughs> he just went off but I suppose like he went and he There's was like, no, talked you've to no the phone. You have like, nothing you've no to phone. do. You've like. nothing on you. Like, what was I going to do? So you, like, he had a chat with like the fifth year standing outside the door. Like, good boy. But it's like, what, like, what was I going to do in that That's moment? the best summer job going. Oh Any my God, fifth years I was out so here looking jealous. to make. I was so mad. My cousin was doing it last my year. school. Like, they sit for like seven plus hours a day and watch Grey's Anatomy. In, like, it's the best job tea. ever. I got that job one year being sat outside it was such a handy two weeks it was honestly (laughs) like I wish like my whole working life was just sitting outside because we were all like oh god are we we have an exam on the 29th where the fifth years were like rock paper scissors for who got the last exams like there was wars over who got the music exam because it was really long and you were getting paid by the hour so it's like I'll take it I'll cover you if you don't want to do it (laughs) <laughs> yeah I was so jealous last year that I was so annoyed the leaving cert got cancelled last year just because I wanted to be one of those 50 we all wanted to get <laughs> just my summer job gone I was so annoyed <laughs> and I said it to because my economics teacher was like the teacher that organizes all that and I said it to him September 50 I was like I want that job I was like that has to be me and I was so COVID annoyed came I- just to ruin Sorka's summer <laughs> job plans yeah <laughs> yeah I'm so annoyed like I, anytime I see anything about that job I'm gonna be annoyed for the rest of my life yeah <laughs> 50 years from now you'd still be like I want that job yeah. she'll be having nightmares about economics and wanting to still have that job yeah so annoying like Danielle and her exam was it an exam that you had a- oh my god yes Danielle you have to tell that story about your English paper for your leaving cert oh yeah my experience with the leaving cert because see before like last year's leaving cert and this year's leaving cert I thought that like my year had oh, yeah, the story yeah. of was the that war. with the paper that got yeah. yeah my friend's sister was in that year yeah so basically what happened was we were on the first day of the leaving cert so it's English paper one in the morning and I think I had home ec then in the afternoon so yeah. when I came home after home ec, some rumors started to go around the internet. Now this is back in 2009 that um, someone had handed out back the, in the dark paper. ages, <laughs> yeah, the dark ages. And it does actually play into like how the story just got even like wilder was that someone in one of the schools, I can't remember where it was now in the country, they had handed out English paper two by accident in the morning. It Wexford, was it? No, it wasn't it was Wexford. It was up the country somewhere. Us. Yeah, no, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> and so they handed out English paper two. And like they only realized it a few minutes after they'd handed it out when someone put up their hand and was like, you've given out the wrong paper. So they just took the paper back, which is a breach of like all their guidelines. And basically they said nothing. Like they didn't notify anyone and they just handed out English paper one and thought that they could, you know, 
they'll be forgotten. But then, even though they all knew the poets and the stories, yeah, see, and everything. See, yeah. thing, like everyone always wants to know English paper too. So like once yeah. that paper was handed out, everyone looked at it like innocently, of course, like because you know the papers put down in front of them, and so yeah. they knew all of the poets. So as soon as they got out of the exam, everyone got onto like boards.ie, like this is how far back this is going and started posting that, you know, I can't even remember. I think it was like Keats or something like that. Where like, we had really, really horrible poets on our exam was on it. And so it kind of started to filter through the internet, like the Bebo days. Um <laughs> <laughs> And um, by the evening, like people were like, oh, like the papers have to been leaked. But there was no official, you know, con- yeah, there was like no yeah. confirmation of. It. And this is even the days before, like you would have had emails for schools and like texts would be sent out. And it was only when it was on the nine o'clock news that it was true. And that the following day's exam was cancelled. That it was like, oh, my God, it's actually oh, true. God. So they cancelled our English paper two exam on the Thursday morning and moved it to Saturday morning. So we had to go back in on Saturday morning and we had to take the alternative paper. So they always do up two papers in case something like this happens. So we had to take the alternative paper and it was just chaos. That's miserable. Yeah, it was bad. It was kind of the whole like no one actually knew what was going on that kind of made it more like because you know the way you always hear mad rumors like it's always and you're like that's not true and like people were like that's not true and then as the evening went on it was like oh my god like this actually could be true yeah that's probably the biggest thing that has happened since 2020 like with the leaving yeah 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 if you go onto like the wikipedia page for the leaving cert there is a whole thing about 2009 (laughs) yeah amazing it's gone down in history That is everything for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode on the Leaving Cert 2021. This is going to be part one. There will be a part two coming soon. But 